Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Wayne Rivers of the Family Business Institute. Well, we kind of talk to him. He'll talk to us. We're going to explain in just a second. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me Shirley. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. You sure are. Hey, how you doing, Mark? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. Even better because we have just come off of two days of serious strategic business thinking. Our roundtables. Yeah. Our our meeting. Our semi-annual, two days of doing nothing but working on the business. It was incredible. Yeah, we we walk the walk. We don't just talk the talk. So even though we provide peer group and roundtables program, we go to a a roundtables meeting for roundtables. Companies. Companies. Yeah, for companies (laughs) that do roundtables for different. And and, and Wayne Rivers, who we're going to be hearing from today is another one of the members of this really great group of very smart business people. Super smart people. I get so excited. I mean, my head is spinning from all the stuff. We're coming back away from that. And it's always great because it's great for our members because we learn from our peers. We learn what they're doing with their membership, what they're doing with their program, and we try to pick the items that will help us improve how we do what we do. Yes. And it's a great thing. Mm -hmm. We wanted to have... Wayne actually wanted to have Wayne. We wanted to have Scott. We wanted to have Julian. We wanted to have Steve. Steve. We wanted to have everybody on the show, but unfortunately, they can't just hang around for a week and and talk to us. So um, we'll have to have them on mm-hmm. in the very near future. But in the spirit of that, Wayne with the Family Business Institute does a great um, video blog that he puts out, and he had a, an episode that really I thought was was a good one. So. What I wanted to do this week was let's listen to this episode. It's not long. It's a seven-minute episode. He's brilliant, as usual, and um, and I think it's going to be really helpful to our listeners. So you want to want to take a listen? Sure. Yes, let's do. Let's listen to this. It's a good one. Hello, this is Wayne Rivers at the Family Business Institute. As always, thank you for tuning in. This week I want to talk about the fact that what leaders don't do is just about as important as what they actually do as leaders. Is it, why, why is this important? I want to talk about something that you've heard me talk about before, so I suppose, and that is that leaders seem to tolerate bad behavior in their organization, sometimes from family members, but just as often from non-family employees. And the reason this is important is because that costs you. It costs your organization. There's hard dollar costs, There's opportunity costs for tolerating these bad behaviors. And finally, bad behaviors in so many ways limit your organization and constrain your culture. And so I I, want to get to some of these things. So we learned from our members in our peer groups and we were um, we had a great and I'm going to I'm going to mess this up. I know I can't remember what member actually gave this quote to Dennis. I can't even remember what peer group it was. But here it is, and it's really profound. The culture of any organization is shaped by the worst behavior the leader is willing to tolerate. 
the culture of any organization is shaped by the worst behavior the leader is willing to tolerate. And this comes from Grunter and Whitaker. The, that's the source of the quote. And how can you not agree with that? It, it is so true. And the story came out in this peer group. This is what happened. And you, I know you can relate to this because I know this has happened to you at one time or another during your business life. But in this case, there was a 30-year superintendent. He was awful to work with. He was a hoarder of resources of the company. He actually got caught stealing, and his son who worked there got caught stealing too. And there was like some discussion about what to do. Why would anybody want to keep an employee, a toxic employee, stole from the company around? And I know you're thinking, oh, this 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 business owner must have been a real idiot to, to keep somebody like that around. But you've done it too in, in one way or another, in one uh, degree or another. And, and so why do people put up with abhorrent behavior? I think there's six specific reasons. The first is a rationalization. Oh, he makes money on his jobs. He's, a, he's hard to work with, impossible to work with, no people skills, no kindness, no, no milk of human kindness in his heart. And yet he makes money on his jobs. That's why we keep him around. The second one is Oh, I know him. I know his family. It would break my heart. I know his sister. I go to church with her. It would break my heart if I let him go. And I had to look at the sister at church every Sunday. Uh, The third one, I can't let the guy go. He's contributed so much to our company's success over the years. Right. How much has he really cost you is the question you should be asking. Um, The the, um, fourth one is um, no formal reviews. So there's, there's really no arena, no theater to be able to get with your employees and discuss performance and improvement and things like that in a win-win situation. And so the person may be toxic, but not even know that they're particularly toxic, although I bet he knew that he was stealing. (laughs) I don't know how he could not know that. Uh, The fifth reason is this definition of stewardship. I'm going to have a little story here. Take me a minute. I was playing tennis with a Methodist minister one day and we finished up and he said, I'm not looking forward to going back to my church this afternoon because I'm going to have to let the three ladies in the office go. And and I had learned about employee stewardship from you guys. I would learned that you never let anybody go. You rehabilitate them. You, you re-educate them. You give them a chance after chance after chance. And I said, Bruce, what about your stewardship responsibility? And he looked at me in the strangest way you can imagine. Now, this is a Methodist minister. He knows stewardship. And he said to me, Wayne, the Methodist church has limited resources, and I would be a poor steward of those resources and my congregation if I didn't let these three ladies go. They, time had passed them by. They couldn't operate computers, all that kind of stuff. Lots of reasons why he had to do it. But he turned my and your definition of stewardship upside down. His stewardship was to the larger church and the larger congregation, not to these three individuals. Your stewardship is not to one person on your payroll. Your stewardship is to yourself and your family and your entire business. One person should not be allowed to hold you and your organization back. And that's my story. (laughs) And and the sixth reason is that people don't let toxic employees go is they don't have a great system for getting new employees on the bus. So they're afraid if they let 
you know, Johnny go, they won't be able to replace Johnny with anybody at all in today's world, or they won't be able to replace him with somebody that's competent. And that's because they don't have a great system for recruiting and attracting talent to their organization. So those are the six reasons people keep toxic people around. Now, what if you, what do you do? If, if I've, if I've rung your bell and I've kicked you in the shins here, what do you do if you have a toxic person around or somebody that's just not fitting with today's culture that you want to have in your organization? The first thing is you've got to develop a spine. One thing that I've seen in our peer groups, my peer group personally, as well as our, the peer groups that we run, is that the peer groups help people develop spine. And they say, you have got to let this person go. And guess what? It happens. It happens. And, and everybody breathes a sigh of relief and go, they say, oh, gosh, why didn't you do that six months ago or six years ago? Um, so it's, it's, it's really a great thing to have a community that helps you make difficult. And that's the most difficult business decision, letting people go. That's just heart wrenching. Even if the person's toxic, it's still heart wrenching. Nobody likes to do that. It's the worst thing a leader has to do. Um, but you've got to do it. And the third thing is for people that aren't toxic, but maybe have a chance for rehabilitation, you've got to give them an improve or remove schedule. You've got to give them things they have to stop doing, things they have to start doing, specific measurements, metrics that they need to meet to keep their jobs. And you just have to make it clear for them. Some people are plagued by a lack of clarity. If you make it crystal clear, these are the targets you have to hit, then it makes life simple. If they don't hit the targets, they know that uh, that it's time to move on. All right. The quote is this. The culture of any organization is shaped by the worst behavior the leader is willing to uh, tolerate. You as the leaders, what are you tolerating that you shouldn't? And now the bigger question, what are you going to do about it? Love to have your comments on this one. Thank you. This is Wayne Rivers at the Family Business Institute. Wow, that uh, really strikes home, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit, right? Oh, my God. He's, he's so good, great. But, you know, one of the things, obviously, I could hear myself in that, in that episode, for sure. But I loved that he brought up the fact that the peer groups help you get a spine, because that's exactly what they did for me yeah, at the last meeting. They mm-hmm. made me get a spine. I had to commit to something that was very challenging, but I did it. And it was it was hard, but it really made the difference because I wasn't going to go back there and report to them that I didn't do it when I knew it was the right thing to do, and I was just didn't have the spine. Yeah, it's so true that if it's I mean it goes back to accountability when you have to answer to someone and be accountable for your actions, and it's hard for any business owner because typically you're at the top of the pyramid, so there's right. no one to be accountable to, mm-hmm. but the peer group kind of forces that accountability to the to your peers and they definitely do give you this spine which is a huge piece of that puzzle mm-hmm. you know another thing that i was thinking of when i was listening to wayne um is the concept that i think that there are business owners out there who so don't want to have to say this tough stuff that they will develop systems that will quote unquote punish everybody for one employee's bad behavior, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because they just don't want to address that one person. Right. Well, and it was such an insightful quote that he got from oh, his, yeah. his member that right. your company's culture, it's its kind of a playoff of like a chain is as strong as its weakest link. You know, yep. it's that lowest bar that you allow happen is going to dictate the culture yes. of the company. Mm-hmm. And um, you need to raise that bar a little bit. 
or else you're going to have a mess on your hands. Yeah. It was really good stuff. I wish we actually had him on so we could pick his brain a little bit about Mm -hmm. it. But, I, you know, he's such a great speaker and and such a smart guy. Uh, I really wanted to share that episode with our listeners. No, I have great choice. Great choice. It was good stuff. We want to thank Wayne for letting us share that episode. And if you liked what he had to say, you should totally check out his YouTube channel, the Family Business Institute channel. He's got all kinds of great, great content on there. And we'll put a link to the to the channel in the in the show notes, which you can find at powertipspodcast.com. Thanks for being here. As always, I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.